Tell you what, I don't want a basement where people can't look at me through the windows ogling uh, yeah. while I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, it gives I'm you that. being ogled. It's that live studio broadcast feeling where you have an audience. It's like the Today Show, only in a basement of a church. <laughs> With old men masturbating at the windows. Yeah. Just me? I didn't realize that part. Just, just me? I never oh, thought about what a great, like, sex place this church basement would be. <laughs> like a dungeon. Duly noted. Run dungeon. Boston. Boston sex. Run dungeon. <laughs> Your number one orgy shop for Christ. <laughs> I, I mean, I can and will do better. Hold God on. touches those who touch themselves. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's the Unreliable Narrator Theater Groups Podcast. Today UMTG welcomes Kenny Drexel, Millie Camelamella, Nick Stevens. <laughs> Has anyone ever watched, uh, I think it was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yes. And uh, she ends up, they end up watching people eat monkey brains. The fact that there were people recoiling, they were like, oh my god, monkey brains. I'm like, oh. Oh, trust me, uh, hot dogs are not made of what you think they are made of. They yeah. cooked it at medium rare, you know. You're supposed to get to medium or medium well just to be able to you know, get rid of any of the crazy monkey brain diseases. So that yes. was just one thing that always bothered me. Get those prions out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like if you're going to get those monkey brains, you got to get them. You have died of Prime. monkey brain dysentery. <laughs> Growing up... Uh, we loved McDonald's. What we could not abide, though, were tomatoes. It was because my older brother hated tomatoes. To like, it, it was it was a weird texture based. No, it was sort of it turned into a phobia. But because my older brother didn't like Attack tomatoes, of the Killer Tomatoes. Well, such sure, a good movie. Sure, we as a family loved that movie. But Joseph wouldn't eat tomatoes, so PJ and I we refused to eat tomatoes too. Not because we didn't like them, but because Joseph wouldn't eat them. Solidarity. It was yeah. solidarity. That's a very lovely thing to unite behind. Yeah, but we also wouldn't eat peas because of the name. Well, that's just rational. They're they're called peas, and the fear is that you would have to go pee if you ate. Or that you're eating pee-pee. I'm sorry. I don't know why I added that last bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What what would it make you do? No, I'm not saying it it again. No. Say it. She said it would make you go (laughs) pee-pee. Oh, thanks, Nick. Nick. I'm here for you. (laughs) See, I feel like a better burger name would have been like something after Khan. That would have been great. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Who wouldn't want a burger with that kind of advertising campaign behind it? You could name it after Moby Dick. Here, put some dick in your mouth. <laughs> so uh, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but uh, this is a parody of uh, bad HBO prestige cable dramas, and it's based on stuff from our 2016 production, Ultimate Things. Do you remember when we had that uh, that massive storm on opening night? That, oh, like, yes. Yes. It was like the judgment. <laughs> How was, dare you? It was more of a fist shake than like a than a thunderbolt of, of damnation. So it was, it was safe. I, yeah. I do recall that. I also just you know I I think the fact that we had to do a show off of the beeline I think was damnation enough too. But you know. <laughs> what have I done to deserve this? Exactly. What? <laughs>
I watch over our beloved St. Jekyll this Christmas season, this special time of year, my thoughts turn to one subject, forgiveness. There is no better time than the birth of infallible Christ to think of our own frailties. So let us be like him, looking upon our neighbor with kindness, love, and respect, and shining our light upon each other and our communities. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Always during the service. You think that I would pay you for... Father, I thought you were preaching tonight. How can I be of service? It's nothing, Father. He was just leaving. Look, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but this prostitute is behaving in a way quite unbecoming of a prostitute. I have half a mind to just walk out of here and stop being a client of this prostitution ring, even if it is the one that you started here in the basement of this parish in order to pay the bills after Pope Benedict ordered its closure. Is that a threat? Well, you know, vote with your feet. I have spent 20 years building up this parish from nothing. I've dealt with vipers that make the piss of men like you shit where you stand, and you dare threaten me? Uh, a bigamous drugstore manager like me only has so many prostitution dollars in his budget. And now the children's choir will lead us in a hymn. You think you can teach me about business? Well, not to toot my own horn, but I really turned the Davis Square Rite Aid around. Maybe there's a subject where I could teach you something. Like what? Forgiveness. Silent night. Ow! Holy night. Oof. Are you beating me in time with the music? Quiet, you. Ah! This is the kind of stylized violence. Ah! Audiences have come to expect. From critically acclaimed prestige cable dramas. Now, my child, go in peace. They must never know. Such innocent children up in those pews, how would they react if they found out that their beloved priest, Father Connor, was also secretly a pimp? Admit it. You're surprised they haven't done this premise in real life, aren't you? that's it for the provocative cold open. Still got 54 minutes left, though. Our showrunner is late with the revised script, so I guess I'll just declaim for a while. You know, when you think about it, the job I do in secret differs little from the one I'd smile and do in public. The only difference is that in my day job, we take shortcuts with the blood of Christ. And in my night job, we take shortcuts with the blood of men who get on my bad side. Yes. So that's the kind of equivalency you'll get if you watch this show. The thing about these prestige cable dramas is that the actors are so good that the writing can actually suck and no one will notice. Anytime a character does something that doesn't make any sense, you can just write it off as anti-hero neurosis. Hang on, give me a second to eat this letter I've been writing. There's a tortured backstory to that habit. You won't have to wait long to find out what it is. It'll be in episode four of our six-episode season. 
Although, well, actually the network is delaying the last three episodes until early 2020, so really you'll have to wait a very long time. So like I was saying, in my day job, we worry about John 316. In my night job, we worry about trying to find 316 Johns. Uh, what else? I know I have a wife, even though I'm a priest. Uh, that's supposed to get revealed in a plot twist at the end. What? We got the script? <laughs> we got the script! Great. <laughs> okay, I guess this is what we're doing. And remember, this is prestige cable drama, so if you don't think it's good, that's your fault. Here we go. <gasps> Who's there? Forgive me, Father, for I have broken and entered. Tammy. Long time, Father. Benjamin Franklin said fish and guests stink after three days, but he never mentioned the special kind of guest that can smell up a joint miles around before she even arrives. Uh, okay. We agreed it was best that you leave. Relax, Father. I'm not going to turn you in. I'm here to make my peace with you. And what does that mean? It means giving you something that a born shepherd like you has wanted for a long time. A sheep. A woolly, floppy sheep. I also brought your wife. My wife? Even though I'm a priest. Honey. How? How could you do this to me? But on the other hand, let's party! Executive producer Maggie Wolf. Yes, on 3 of November, it's very, very important that people can actually use the restroom despite what they look like or what their gender actually is. So I'm I'm not only taking part in various different actions. Uh, if you look up Freedom Massachusetts, freedommassachusetts.org, you can go and figure out how to volunteer. Or if you're not interested in volunteering with the main group, you can always go out and talk to people on your own. Talk to people that you work with. Um, but get educated first. So freedommassachusetts.org. Starting in September 21st, running Friday, Saturday, Sundays through October 7th, I'll be appearing in Violet at the Arlington Friends of the Drama. Uh, basically doing this part, but with a wackier southern accent and not anywhere near as much grit and violence. Uh, September starts the new theater season. Very exciting. Please support your local artists and local art by voting with your feet and attending as much local theater, fringe, community, and professional productions. Uh, I run a fun little blog called The New England Theater Geek, where I reign as queen. My geeks and I, we review productions with a constructive activist bent, a, a very different perspective on art, theater, dance, opera, you name it. If you would like to have your show or production reviewed, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, an email and we'll see what we can do for you. www.netheatergeek.com If you have any monkey brain preparation tips or remarks on anything else mentioned in this show, email them to unreliablenarratorpodcast at gmail.com Infallible Pilot featured Nick Stevens as Father Connor, Noe Camelomella as the Vice Priest and Tammy, 
Kitty Drexel as Sally, and Father Connor's wife, and Carl Danielson as Arthur. Copyright 2018. Thanks to Audioblocks.com for the royalty-free music. Visit unreliable-narrator.com or Twitter at unarrator. As I watch over our beloved Saint Jiggle, <laughs> I can do that. Saint Jiggles. Saint Jiggles. Oh.